This is the L3 Leadership Podcast, episode number 126. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode number 126 of the L3 Leadership Podcast. My name is Doug Smith, and I'm the founder of L3 Leadership. If you're new to this podcast, we're committed to bring you three new episodes every single month. One will always be a talk from our leadership uh, breakfast that we host once a month. One will be an interview that I do with a high-level leader, and then once a month you'll get a leadership lesson by me as well. If you've been with us for a while and this podcast has added value to your life, I would really appreciate if you would subscribe and leave a rating and review on whatever service you use to listen to podcasts, whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or anything else. Um, It really helps us to grow our audience organically, so thank you for that in advance. And in this specific episode, you're going to get to hear me share the lessons that I've learned from starting L3 Leadership and actually running my own business for the past year and a half. This was actually an episode um, that I got challenged to do by a friend. He said, you know, why don't you actually reflect on what you've learned just in starting and running the business? And so I came up with about 20 lessons. Uh, They're all really small nuggets, but I think that they'll add a lot of value to your life. And so um, get ready for that. But before we jump in, just two quick announcements. Uh, One is I want to encourage you as 2017 approaches to consider joining or starting your own mastermind group. If you're unfamiliar with mastermind groups, they're just very intentional small groups that are intended to help you grow and develop and go after your goals. And um, we actually are launching four new groups in L3 Leadership in January. Uh, So we'll have about seven groups going. And if you are interested in learning more about mastermind groups or joining or starting one, I host weekly webinars every single Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time um, to go over what mastermind groups are, how you can get involved, and all of those great things. For more information and to join one of those webinars, you can simply go to l3leadership.org forward slash mastermind, and uh, you'll get everything that you need right there. So that being said, let's jump right into the lesson, and I'll be back at the end with a few announcements. Hey everyone, today I'd like to talk to you on the subject of lessons that I've learned while starting and running my own business. I've been, I launched L3 Leadership about a year and a half ago as an official business and have been running it ever since. And a coworker really challenged me to take time and reflect on the lessons that I've learned along the way and do a podcast episode on it. And so that's why you're listening to this. So thank you, coworker, uh, for challenging me. You know who you are. I appreciate it. So um, my purpose for this podcast would be twofold. One, if you have a business in your heart or a dream to start an organization or a nonprofit or a ministry, I hope that I help you have the courage and the confidence that you need to launch your business or ministry because here's what I know. Whatever's in your heart, the world needs. It's in your heart for a reason and it's going to make the world a better place. So I hope that you can develop the courage and the confidence that you need. Secondly, if you are a business owner, I hope that you'll relate to some of these lessons and I hope that they'll add value to your life and help you in your personal growth and development and that they'll help you grow your business. So that being said, let's just jump right into the lessons. There's several of them, but a lot of them are just little nuggets. So I hope that you enjoy them. So let's just jump right in. Um, Lesson number one, I would say is start a business because you have to, not because you want to. Start a business because you have to, not because you want to. What do I mean by that? Well, I see a lot of people who want to start businesses so they can get rich, so they can have freedom, so they can um, you know, escape the nine-to-five life, so they can um, be known as an entrepreneur and find their value in that. But if that's the only reason you're starting a business, um, I'm telling you that's not a strong enough why, that's not a strong enough reason that it'll actually last. You'll probably end up quitting and, uh, and it'll just turn into a mess. Um, start a business because you have to. 
you know, L3 leadership was burning in my heart for seven years before I started. And I came to a place where I'm like, if I don't start this, I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life. I know I'm supposed to do this. I know I'm called to do this. I know that I know that I know. And uh, that's when I knew. I, I started it because I had to. There was no other choice. I knew I couldn't just let that dream die in my heart. I remember interviewing Rob Daly, the CEO of 4Moms, and he said the same thing when he was in his 40s when he started 4Moms. Um, before he started, he was uh, talking to his wife and he said, I know if I don't start this company, I'm going to look back when I'm 70 years old and regret it. I have to do this. And so I would encourage you, don't start anything until you have to do something inside your heart. Get to that place where you're like, I know that I know that I know I have to do this and then decide to do it. Don't just do it because you think you're going to be cool and you're going to get rich and have freedom and all these different things. Do it because you have to. Lesson number two is just do it. Just do it. Once you have that idea, once you know what it is you're going to start, do it. Here's what I know is going to happen when you when you go to launch. You're going to have a ton of fears and you're going to have a ton of thoughts inside your head that say, you can't do this. You're not qualified enough. You're not sharp enough, etc. Um, what I want to encourage you to do is take out a piece of paper, take your journal and write down everything that you're afraid of and then share it with someone who believes in you. Uh, I did this with a friend uh, over coffee before I started L3. And uh, a lot of my fears were, what if nobody shows up? What if everyone thinks it's dumb? What will people think? What if people label me a failure? And my friend looked at me and he said, Doug, some will, some won't. So what? Some people will think what you're doing is great. Some people won't. So what? Some people will show up to your events. Some people won't. So what? Some people will grow. Some won't. So what? And uh, for whatever reason, that really just gave me the courage to just say, you know what? My fears are really irrational. I'm just going to do this. And so once I decided to do it, which was probably the, the decision to do it was probably the most important decision that I've made um, in the whole in, in the whole scope of things. And so I went home and I told my wife, I said, Laura, we're going to start this. And she said, great, when? <laughs> and here was the second thing. She actually made me put a date on the calendar. And that actually gave me accountability. And she created a Facebook group and said, Doug's starting a company. He's having a vision night on Mount Washington. You should all come to it. So all of a sudden, the whole world knew I was launching this business and I was accountable to it. And so I had a date on the calendar. And then we also spent, when it comes to just doing it, I said, develop a plan. Uh, develop a plan. It is good to have a plan. You don't just want to launch, but we decided, but we put the date on the calendar and then we put together the plan. Why? Because I didn't want to sit around for the next year and a half and say, Hey, I have to have the perfect business plan to launch this. We put a date on the calendar. Then we put our, our plan together and then we launched. Um, and again, just do it as such a, a, a significant um, term. Just do it. Um, I was meeting with uh, a, an entrepreneur who has started and sold two companies. He just started another one that's blown up in Austin, Texas. And I was asking him questions about starting a company. And I was hoping he would tell me, Doug, if you do this, this, and this, then you're going to grow and sell your company. It's going to be awesome. Uh, but what he said to me, he said, Doug, you're a smart guy. I'm confident that you'll figure it out. I'm confident that you'll figure it out and uh, just execute. And you know what? I've been figuring it out ever since. But here's the most important part is I did it. I put a date on the calendar. I launched my business. I had another friend tell me, Doug, um, the hardest part is actually executing and doing it. It's launching the business. It's showing up. It's putting your product out there. You're doing that. All the other stuff in your business plan, it'll take care of itself. But just launch. Just do it. I can't encourage you enough. Once you know what you're supposed to do, just do it. Number three, determine if there's a market for what you have. I mean, you should probably do this before you launch, but uh, you can always be doing this, right? Determine if there's a market for what you have. All I mean by this is ask people around, hey, this is what I want to do. Do you think people would interest it? Do you think people would be interested in this? Would you come to this? You know, for us at L3 Leadership, 
Um, we have L3 leadership events. We have mastermind groups. And so I would meet with leaders, both seasoned leaders and young professionals and say, hey, I, I see this need for leadership development. Do you think that's a real need? Um, do you think that monthly leadership breakfast bringing in the best speakers in Pittsburgh would be valuable to young professionals? Do you think people would go to that? Would you go to that? Um, do you think mastermind groups, which are intentional small groups uh, to grow people, do you think people would show up to those and benefit from those? I'm always asking people. And I constantly got feedback of, yeah, I would absolutely be a part of that. I would love something for like that. Our city needs something like that. And so I determined that there was definitely a market for what we're doing with L3 leadership. I would do the exact same thing. Find everyone you can that's your target audience and ask them, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. Or this is what I'm going to sell. Would you buy this? What would you want if, if, if you had a service or a product like this? What would you want? And really determine what the market wants uh, and then put it out there. The next thing I'd encourage you to do, the next lesson I learned is never stop asking for feedback. Never stop asking for feedback. Very similar to determining if there's a market for what you have. Once you start stuff, always, always, always be getting feedback. Um, hold on. I'm sipping some coffee. I love, love, love coffee. But ask for feedback. There's two things that have been extremely beneficial for me um, running and leading L3. It's one has been my mastermind group. And then two is having a trusted group of advisors. And I run everything we do with L3 through my mastermind group and through our group of advisors. Everything. Hey, guys, I'm thinking about launching membership. What do you think of that? Hey, guys, I'm, I'm thinking about doing sponsorships for our podcast. What do you think of that? What should we charge? And they're constantly giving me feedback. Who do you have in your life? What small groups do you have that you can run by your business ideas and they can validate whether or not they're good ideas or they can add value to those ideas? Hey, Doug, yeah, we think you should do membership for L3 leadership, but we think you're, you're undercharging. We think you should charge this. Or hey, we think you should do this, this, and this. There's nothing like getting feedback um, from people who are much smarter than you. And then when you get the feedback, always be adapting. Always be adapting. Never settle. You know, we've been doing uh, mastermind groups for two and a half years now. They look totally different than they did uh, when we first started. Why? Because we're always adapting. We're always getting better. We're always asking what we can do to make mastermind groups more beneficial. What can we do to make our breakfast events better? What can we do to, to help people develop more? Always be adapting. Always be asking for feedback. You won't regret it. The next lesson I learned is don't despise the day of small beginnings. Your value is not in the results. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Your value is not in the results. Um, let me just tell you what I mean by that. On Mount Washington, we, I told you about Laura and I set the launch date, and I met a bunch of leaders on Mount Washington. I cast vision. I think there was about 10 people there. And I was kind of bummed that only 10 people showed up. I was hoping, you know, Mount Washington would have hundreds of thousands of people, not literally, but I, I wish, you know, maybe 50, 25, 50 people were there, but 10 people showed up. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to do my best with the 10 people. And I remember my father-in-law coming and grabbing me. He put his arm around me. He said, Doug, you're going to look back and laugh at this. You're going to say, remember when we started with just 10 people on Mount Washington? Remember when there was only a few people coming to the breakfast? Remember when we didn't even have a place to host our breakfasts? And, um, you know, it's been two and a half years and I can look back at that and laugh. Um, I can say, I remember when we used to have breakfast in Panera Bread and I, I, used, I remember when we had a couple people attending our breakfast. But here's what I know. Um, you can't despise the day of small beginnings. It's okay to start small. In fact, uh, part, 
the probably the most fun part of the journey is actually growing from where you are, from growing from nothing to something. Um, you know, but I would encourage you when it comes to not despising small beginnings. Yeah, don't despise them, but realize that your value, no matter what results you get long term, your value is not in the results. Don't find your self worth and value in the results. Um, this this sounds sad, but it's true. I, sometimes um, I can get real insecure at events if I don't think they're as well attended as I want them to be, and I'll actually write in my journal during the event, hey, my value is not in how many people showed up today. My value is not in how many people showed up today. And I need to force myself to focus on the impact I am making instead of the impact I wish I was making. I always wish I could make a bigger impact. Who doesn't? Who wouldn't want to grow? Who wouldn't want to develop? But I'm making the impact I'm making right now. And hey, if we do things right, the impact will get bigger. So don't despise the impact you're currently making because you're so busy worrying about the impact you wish you were making. Your value is not in the results. Again, don't worry about what you're going to reap. Worry about what you're going to sow. Just every day get better. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. You're going to look back and laugh at the infancy stages of your company. The next thing I'd say with that is ignore the critics and haters. Ignore the critics and haters. Now, I don't have a ton of critics and haters, or maybe I do and I just don't hear from them often. Um, but here's what I know, because I, I can be sensitive when it comes to criticism and haters. Um, but you just have to ignore them. Uh, two of my favorite quotes along these lines are one, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he said this. He said, if I would have listened to the naysayers, I would still be in the Austrian Alps yodeling. <laughs> if I would have listened, if I would have listened to the naysayers, I'd still be in the Austrian Alps yodeling. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger. What if he would have listened to all the people that said, "You can't be a bodybuilder. You can't go to America. You can't be an actor. You can't be the governor." And then his whole life has been saying, not has been formed around not listening to what the naysayers and, and proving the naysayers wrong. Rick Warren said this. He said, "When you're small, people will ignore you. When you grow, they'll criticize you." And when you succeed, they'll resent you. Keep focused on God. And I just want to encourage you, listen, people are going to ignore you. People are going to criticize you and they're going to resent you. Who cares? Just do what you're supposed to do. Do, it in your, do what's in your heart and be true to yourself and, um, and ignore the critics and haters. That's the only advice I'd give as far as that is concerned. The next lesson I learned, and this is an interesting one, is have fun but decide if this is just going to be for fun or if it's for real. This was a hard lesson for me. And let me explain. Have fun, but then decide if it's just going to be for fun or if this is for real. And by this, I mean your business. Um, you know, one thing that really helped me launch L3 um, was a friend who, who was doing similar things to me. And, um, but he had a lot more exposure and he was doing all these speaking things and he's always promoting what he's doing. And, and I was just like, wow, that must be awesome. You know, do you ever care? about putting all this stuff out there and all these things. And he said, Bubba, just have fun. Bubba's my nickname if you don't know that. But he said, just have fun. I just have fun all the time. That's what I do. All this stuff is just fun for me. And for whatever reason, that just gave me a vision. Hey, I'm just going to have fun. I'm going to have fun. You know, putting on breakfast events, that's a lot of fun for me. Having mastermind groups, that's fun for me. Um, doing the Healthy Leadership Podcast, that's a lot of fun for me. And I, I just have fun. Like, it is a blast to run your own business and do what you're passionate about. But here's where the challenge came in. I was having a conversation with one of our sponsors, and um, and he shared this story with me um, about uh, I'll just be, I'll just keep it um, anonymous. But he basically said his wife um, started this program in an elementary school when it came to health and fitness, and it ended up being wildly successful. So much so um, that all these other schools wanted to model what his wife um, was doing. 
in the school. And um, she was just doing it because it was fun and she wanted to make a difference in her elementary school. As soon as other schools wanted to do it, it kind of went to another level and she had to start thinking through franchising. She started having to think about business and incorporating and all these different things. And she basically came to the conclusion of, hey, I'm not doing this because I want to do a business and grow a business. I'm doing this because I want to have fun. And so the sponsor looked at me and he said, right now, I think what you're doing with L3 has been for fun. But at some point, you're going to need to decide if you're going to do it for real. And that was probably one of the most challenging things that I've heard this year. You know, I've been having fun, but at some point, I'm going to need to decide if I want to do this for real. And so some of the questions that I've asked myself and I'd encourage you to ask yourself um, if you've just been having fun is what do you want your business to look like? Is this just going to be a hobby for you or is this something you want to do full time? Do you want to have a staff? If you want to have a staff, do you want to have a big staff? Do you want to have a small staff? Um, Do you want to have office hours? How big do you want your company to get? Are you prepared to pay the price to grow the company into what it could be? You know, those are a lot of questions. Starting a business can be a lot of fun on the front end and when you're small, but as you grow and develop, the stakes get higher. And at some point, you have to decide if it's going to be something just for fun or if you're going to be for real. And uh, man, that's been a challenge for me. And so I know that I want L3 leadership to be for real, um, but I had to get to a point where it was more than just about having fun. And uh, I hope that you'll do that in your business. The next lesson I've learned is hustle while others are sleeping or watching Dancing with the Stars. People always say, you know, well, personally, over the past year and a half, I've had a full-time job. I've been married, obviously. Um, I'm involved with my church and I do speaking stuff. And then we also just had our first baby. And people always say, well, where do you find time to, to build L3? And my answer is always the same. It's in the hours that most people waste. Um, from 4 to 7 a.m., I'm usually working or doing something business-related. Uh, and then 8 p.m. to bedtime. You know, the hours that most people are sleeping or watching Dancing in the Stars, those are the hours that I'm trying to invest in my business and, and hustling. And so that's what I would encourage you to do. If you really have something in your heart and you can't do it full time, you have to have another job and all these different things. What are you doing with the hours that most people wait? Do something every day that moves the ball forward every day and ask yourself, did I do something today to move the ball forward with my business? And if you didn't do it, do it or put it on your calendar. Make sure you get something done every day that moves the, the ball forward. Here's what I know. Successful people do the easy things that are unsuccessful people are willing, unwilling to do. Unsuccessful people aren't willing to wake up at 4am and, and, and get to work. Unsuccessful people aren't willing to turn off the TV and get to work. Hustle while other people are sleep while other people are sleeping or watching Dancing with the Stars. The next lesson, and this one is not fun for me, but it's necessary. Um, You need an accountant, a tax person, and an attorney. You need an accountant, a tax person, and an attorney. This is just... It is what it is. Um, I am not a businessman. I'm not a, a business thinker. I, I really have more of a ministry heart. I just want to make an impact on people. But if I'm really going to be serious about growing a business, I need an accountant. I need people that can think through taxes and I need an attorney. And um, I think, I wish I would have got started on that stuff earlier. I kind of put it off the side because when I think, put it on the side because those things kind of make my head want to explode, just to be honest with you. Um, but I realized that if, if, uh, if this is ever going to be for real and not just for fun, then I need to get serious about accounting, taxes, and attorneys, and and the business administration side, just as much as the vision side and everything else that we're doing. So if you want to start a business, make sure you get a good accountant, a good tax person, and a good attorney. 
Next lesson I learned is, is you need to grow in the area of running a business and growing a business. Um, very similar, but um, a lot of times I was, uh, a lot of my personal growth time in my 20s was spent on leadership development and learning how to cast vision and communicate and all these different things. Now I'm really having to learn a lot about growing and running a business, you know, learning the accounting, learning who I need to have, how to structure a staff, how to do all these different things. And so um, my personal growth has changed. I'm reading a lot more business oriented books, I'm reading a lot more. I'm sorry, I'm listening to a lot more podcasts that teach you how to run a business versus just how to become a great leader and how to actually lead um, and do all of those things. So um, I would encourage you to, two resources I love, um, podcasts. I love the Smart Passive Income podcast by Pat Flynn. I've learned a ton from him. And then Entrepreneur on Fire by John Lee Dumas. He's always interviewing great guests that can add a lot of value to your business. So um, again, find some resources that will actually help you grow and develop your business. The next lesson I learned is systems are extremely important. Um, you should have a system for everything. So my questions are just what systems do you have in place that will grow your business? Do you have a system for follow-up? Do you have a system for getting your work done? Do you have a system for running events? Do you have a system for volunteers? Do you have checklists for everything? Um, the more systems you have, here's what I know, the, the more free you'll be. Um, sometimes I think when we think through systems and process, we can get paralyzed because it seems like a lot of work. But once you have those systems in place, it can really take your business to the next level. So I really encourage you to develop systems. And I could do a whole podcast on that. And maybe I will in the future. Uh, next thing I would encourage you to do as a business owner is ask for help as fast as you can. This is really what helped me back the first year of L3 leadership. I did everything myself, everything, because I was afraid to ask other people for help. And the reality was I was afraid to ask other people for help because I was insecure. Um, I, I, I didn't value myself, to be honest with you. Um, it was easy for me to ask people for help with Light of Life or, or my church. But when it was my vision and my company, it was very hard for me to ask people um, for help. But for and, um, I heard my pastor say this once, and, and for whatever reason, it set me free. He said, Doug, there's 6.1 billion people on the planet who are not going to want to help you. But there are some people that are called to help you. Go find the ones who are, who are called to help you. And for whatever reason, that set me free. And I said, you know what? I could ask 6.1 billion people to help and they can say no, but there's going to be some that say yes. And so I just started asking people to volunteer um, in October of 2015. And do you know, as soon as I started asking people to help, that's when we really started to, to grow. Um, get over your insecurities and ask. People need to be needed and people want to help. Um, and do you know that when you ask people to help, um, you're actually giving them experience that they couldn't get on their own and you're helping them grow and develop if they volunteer and help with your organization. So I just encourage you, make a list of all the areas that you would need volunteers in or need people to help you in and then just start finding people who are good at those things and asking them to help. I'm telling you, people love to be needed. Um, so help them grow and develop by giving them opportunities to help you. Ask for help as fast as you can. I wish I would have started asking for help right off the bat, but I waited and wasted a year um, that, that people could have been helping me. And then here's a prayer that I pray on a consistent basis when it comes to getting people to help. I just say, God, send me eagles to help me grow. Send me eagles. And that sounds really awkward. You know, a flock of eagles is not, not, not going to show up at my door. What I mean by that is send me very sharp people who compliment me, who can fill in the gaps for what I'm not. Because I am I have a few strengths and I have a ton of weaknesses. And so God, send me sharp, sharp, sharp people who can compliment my weaknesses and help us grow this business. And you know what? As soon as I started praying that, he started sending me some pretty awesome people. Just a few more lessons. Um, don't be afraid of making money. Don't be afraid of making money. 
this is still uh, one of my biggest hurdles. Again, my I have much more of a ministry heart than a business heart. I just want to help people. But I've also realized that I can't help a lot of people if I don't have any money. Um, and, you know, um, it's actually funny. As soon as I started getting comfortable with asking people to pay for services, whether that was membership or paying for the breakfast, we had money start to come in. I was able to do things that I always wanted to do with the business, but I couldn't because I didn't have the money. And I didn't have the money because I was afraid of actually charging for things. And I was afraid of charging for things because I didn't value myself, if you want me to be honest with you. And thank God, and this is when it comes to getting feedback, thank God for my mastermind group who would literally say, Doug, we feel like we're robbing you. We need to be paying for you for this. This is extremely valuable. And the industry I'm in is a, in a billion dollar industry. People pay literally millions of dollars for personal growth and development. And I was just going to give it all away for free. And so as soon as I started valuing myself and valuing what I had to bring to the table, that's when I started getting a little more comfortable actually um, charging and making money. And again, right now we just reinvest all the money back into L3 leadership, but I am getting more and more comfortable with actually providing a service that's worth paying for and asking people to pay for it. Because really, um, if it's adding value, to them, people should have to pay for their growth. I've paid for my growth, so why wouldn't other people pay for theirs? The next lesson is you are the chief salesperson on your team. No one else is ever going to be as passionate about your business um, as you are, and you're responsible for selling. You know, Donald Trump said you can have the best product in the world, but if nobody knows about it, it's absolutely worthless. And so, are you selling? Are you putting your product out there? Are you telling people about it? Because if you're not, why would other people? Other people aren't going to sell your business for you. You have to be the chief salesperson. So I just want to encourage you, always be selling. Always be talking to people about your company. Always be talking about how people can get involved and how they can get into what uh, buy your product or your service. Always be selling. You are the chief salesperson on your team. The next lesson would be this. Don't quit. You don't know what things will look like one to five years from now. Don't quit. You don't know what things will look like one to five years from now. Mark Patterson said this. He said, we overestimate what we can do in one year, but we underestimate what we can do in five years. And I've shared this story before on the podcast, but in March 2015, I think we had six people come to a breakfast and I was so discouraged. I just wanted to quit and throw in the towel and say, I'm done with this. Um, But I stuck with it. And do you know, by the end of the year, we had 65 people coming to our breakfast and we've been growing ever since. And I always look back and I said, what if I would have quit because I was so discouraged um, in the beginning, right? What if I would have quit when only six people were coming? I would have never seen the day where 65 people were coming. I would have never seen the impact that we're making today. And so I just want to encourage you, don't, who cares? Stop overestimating what you can do in one year and start thinking about what you could accomplish in the next two to five years. You have no idea how big your business can get in the next two to five years if you'll just keep showing up on a daily basis and not quitting. Three more lessons. Next would be this. You have no idea what's in you. You have no idea what's in you. This has really helped me. Is I've I, I never knew that I could run a business. I never knew that I could launch, be an entrepreneur. I never knew that I could. Uh, it's just it's crazy to me. I never knew that that was in me until I launched. But here's what I know: God's put something in you that you don't even know is in you. And until you step out in the things that you believe He's asking you to do, you're never going to find out everything um, that is in you. And so I I just want to challenge you to determine, to discover and develop everything that God's put in you. It's one of the most exciting parts of life is to find out who God created you to be and everything that he put in you. Determine to discover and develop everything that God's put in you. And one way you can do that is by launching what's in your heart. The last two lessons, 
your business can be a blessing. This is really, really cool. This is probably one of my favorite parts of, of actually making money with a business is two things. One, um, your business can actually help your personal finances. I remember before we actually made L3 an actual company, a lot of our personal expenses were my, at that time, quote unquote, hobby expenses, right? I was paying for podcasting and hosting and, and websites and all this out of our own personal fund. But now we've turned those all into business expenses, which has been wonderful. It's helped us on the personal finance side and, um, and on the business side as well. And not only that, when you make money with a business outside of your own income, it's pretty awesome. So um, we're able to give away money that we would have never had before. Um, L3 Leadership gives away 10% of everything that comes in um, to, to nonprofits and charity. And it's been such a blessing to be able to give, not only uh, through Laura and I personally, but now we can give through our business, um, which is really, really awesome. And so... Uh, don't forget that your business can be a huge blessing, not just to the people who buy your product or, or take advantage of your service, but it could be a blessing to nonprofits, other charities, and your own personal family. So your business can be a blessing. And then uh, the last lesson, which is always my favorite and which is my biggest encouragement of all of why you should start, is because you never know what your business will set into motion. You never know what your business is going to set into motion. Jeff Leake, who I interviewed one time, he's the pastor of Allison Park Church. He said this about legacy. He said, our legacy shouldn't just be determined by what we did, but, but, why, but by what we set into motion. And I love that. And the best thing I love about having your own business is you never know who you're going to reach. You never know who you're going to impact. Um, you don't know what's going to be set into uh, into motion as a result of, of starting your business ministry, um, etc. Um, you can reach no, people nobody else is watching. Uh, or I'm sorry, you can reach people no one else is reaching. And um, it's just awesome. I mean, I love the people that have come into our lives as a result of L3 Leadership. I've loved seeing their lives be transformed. And, and we would have never had a chance to uh, interact with all these different people and have the friends that we have today had we not started what was in our heart. And so I just want to encourage you, you never know what your business is going to set into motion. So just go for it. Just go for it. So those are some of the lessons that I've learned along the way. I'd love to hear your feedback on lessons that stuck out to you or maybe things you agree with, or maybe even some lessons that you've learned along the way of starting your business. But I just want to end with challenging you. If you, if you have something in your heart, just Go for it. The world needs what you have to offer. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great Christmas and a happy new year, and we'll see you in 2017. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the lessons that I've learned but starting and running L3 Leadership. I really hope that it added value to your life. Um, if you want to actually see the notes, you can go to the show notes at l3leadership.org forward slash episode 126, and you'll see all of my notes right there um, in case you missed a quote or anything like that. And you'll also be able to sign up for our email list, which is the best way to stay connected with what we're doing here at L3 Leadership. And you'll also get a free copy when you sign up for the email list of my ebook that I called Making the Most of Mentoring, which is how I get my meetings with uh, the leaders that I get to interview. And it's a step-by-step process, and I promise you if you'll follow it, um, you'll be meeting with people that you never thought you could be meeting with. So again, you can find all that at l3leadership.org. Dot org. Again, I want to encourage you, if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. It really does make a difference, and uh, we just really appreciate you, a, appreciate you being a listener. As always, I like to end with a quote, and I love this quote uh, by Mark Matt Batterson, and he said this. He said, if you live off compliments, you'll probably die by criticisms. If you live off compliments, you will probably die by criticisms. And I love that. And we as leaders, we need to become dead to praise and we also need to become dead to criticism. So I hope that you enjoyed this. If I don't talk to you, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and New Year's with your family and uh, we will talk to you next episode. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.